So here's the title of the message. Endurance. Good things come to those who wait. Amen. So if you don't believe that God speaks through us and uses us, then just check that out. Amen. He said, though, he, said he, he quoted Galatians that if we, if we don't faint and don't grow weary, we will reap a harvest in due time. Amen. Now, I want to ask you a question this morning, and I want you to be honest with me as I get into this. Who did I intercede for last night? Raise your hand. Who else? Come on, put your hands up. I want to I want to see who I interceded for last night. Two hands went up. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anything over the weekend? All right. Thank God it was not in vain. Amen. I did not sleep much last night. Probably maybe 2 hours if if that was a, if it was even solid and I knew I was praying for somebody and interceding for somebody. Has anybody ever had to do that before? It's no fun. But it's worth it. Amen. Uh, I told I even told my brother-in-law before I went to sleep, I had a premonition. I said, man, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to get to go to sleep. And uh, sure enough, I didn't. But thank God I'm young. But I believe that I, I prayed and fought for not only those that raised their hands, but I think I prayed for something last night that's going to break. Amen. Amen. How many are ready to just see this whole thing just break out? Just revival. Just growth. Just supernatural things. I know I'm ready for it, and, if I, and I say to God tonight, if I have to sleep every night like that to see God move, I'm, I'm willing. Amen. I'm willing to, see, to do whatever I have to do to see a move of God, to see these teenagers come in, to see old people come in, to see lost people come in, to see bound people come in, to see religious people get set free. Amen? I want to see these things happen. And, I, and, and like Dwayne said, I'll repeat his words. If nobody else wants to see it, I'm going to see it. Amen. Does anybody want to see it with me? Let's believe that this is going to be the greatest year we've ever had. Amen. And what if this is the last year we have on this earth? What if this is the year of harvest? Then we've got to get to work and we've got to believe and we've got to work like there's no tomorrow. Can you say amen? amen? Open your Bibles to Psalms 25 quickly. And as you're getting into it, I want to... Uh, Ask you that question. How many have heard that saying over in your life over and over again? Good things come to those who wait. Good things come to those who wait. And how many know none of us like to wait? Waiting is not fun. It's not in our in our nature. It's not in our DNA. It's the exact opposite of who we are and what our flesh does. We like things quick. We like things now. We like things yesterday, actually. Amen. How many of you have put something in the microwave before and you're sitting there pacing back and forth for 30 seconds waiting for it to go off? And if you're like me, don't even wait till it ends. You open the door with two seconds left. I don't even get to the beep. I just hit clear. I don't want to wait. That's who we are and that's how we are. And when it comes to the things of God, even more so, we should and do want things that happen now. And Pastor Andrews was right on in that word because I know for all these years I've desired and and longed to see more than just a a church service, more than just something normal. I want to see something that only God can get glory for. I want to see something that people look at it and just say, that's not man, that's not a woman, that's not a church, that's God. And that's what I'm believing for and I believe that this could be the year and I have faith coming in. And a lot of times at the beginning of the year, 
We talk about goals and we talk about setting things up to look forward to for that year. How many last year in 2014 had more than one goal achieved that you put at the beginning of last year? Amen. You saw it come to pass. Amen. And if you didn't, here's the good news. Maybe it's this year that's going to come to pass. That's the good news. We got to understand something very important in the timing of God. You can take your watch off, and I won't do it because this is a watch my wife just gave me for Christmas. But you can just throw the watch on the ground when it comes to God. Because he doesn't have a watch. And his timing is not our timing. And his ways are not our ways. And he does not do anything the way we would do it. Everything he does is on his time. And it's always on a different time than the time we're on. And so if we're believing for something this morning, we've got to understand that God in his infinite, infinite power and his omniscience and his omnipotence and his power and glory, he knows everything. And he has everything under control in our lives. And we have to understand that to be able to possess the promises of God, we have to wait. We have to endure. We have to be patient. We have to stand back and say, God, I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand why things are happening the way they're happening, but I trust you. I trust you, and I understand that that is a saying that is true, that good things do come to those who wait. How many have lived long enough to realize that's a fact? Amen? Good things come to those who wait. And really, you don't usually get too much good things if you try to do it fast. Anything you try to do fast is not going to last. Amen? It's going to crumble because it doesn't have a foundation. Everything that's going on in your life right now at this moment, wherever you're at in your life, wherever you're at in your thoughts, wherever you're at in your physical body, wherever you're at in your finances, wherever you're at in your marriage, everything that's going on is building a foundation for your life and for your future and for your call. And you cannot help anybody if you haven't been through some things. You cannot minister to somebody else if you haven't been able to understand the power of endurance. Amen. Amen? The, the definition of endurance is the power or ability to endure an unpleasant or difficult process without giving up. That is the, the call of every believer this morning is that we, when you sign up to be a Christian, you don't really understand how difficult it is. Can anybody say amen to that? Amen. Yeah, the, 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 unfortunately, we and all churches and people in general can give out a, self, a, sorry, a false sense of what Christianity is if we don't really understand the counting the cost. Jesus never said this would be easy. He never said it would be fun. He said, it, he, as a matter of fact, he said, you're going to be hated for my name's sake. He said, this is a narrow road. He said, this is difficult. He said, this isn't easy. And we understand this morning that it's easy to not be a Christian. Yep. How many have found that out? It's, it was so much easier before I gave my life to the Lord. And the reason that so many fall off the path on their way to God's destiny for them is they don't understand that. And so they grow weary, just like Pastor Andrew said, and they faint and they don't understand the importance of enduring something. Amen. And, and going through something to possess a promise. Now, I'm, I'm not a humongous uh, uh, movie. What's it called? Promoter. But you need to go see Unbroken. An excellent movie. 
So if you haven't seen it, go see it, please. Go try to check out that movie sometime soon because it's a powerful movie and it's got a powerful message. Amen. And, and, and inside of that movie, you're going to see what endurance is. And you're going to see what it is to stand strong on your beliefs and go through some stuff. How many know that when we're going through something, listen to this, when we're going through something personal in our lives, a struggle or a problem, or we're, maybe it's not even a struggle, but we're waiting for something. How many know today that it's always bigger for us than it is for anybody else? Have you recognized that? The magnifying glass of the enemy many times is on it and it makes it not that it diminishes what it is. It is a real problem, but it's bigger for you than it is for somebody else looking on the outside on the, looking in at your situation. And we need to understand that when we're going through problems and we're understanding that good things come to those who wait, I have to go through some things to be able to say that God is truly who he says he is. It's, it's a cliche, but it's the truth. You cannot have a testimony without a test. You can't. There's no testimony without a test. How can you imagine giving up and giving a testimony without having to have gone through something? It would not be a testimony. It would be a story. But God wants you to understand this morning, if you're going to fulfill any goals for 2015, you have to understand first the delay of God. The delay of God. The, the sometimes yes, God says. The sometimes no, God says. We don't like that one. And the sometimes not now, God says. Those are the only three answers you can get from God. He'll say yes, he'll say no, or he'll say not yet. And that not yet sometimes is the hardest, especially when we're talking about what I'm talking about this morning, which is the great big picture, which is I want to see people saved. I want to see lives changed. I want to see a revival of souls. Amen. Listen, here's the here's, I'm just going to be honest with you. If you're living for something else than that, you're not really living. Amen. You can disagree with me if you want. But if you're living for anything more, and I'm saying you can't have other goals, but if that's not number one in your life, you're not really living. Because that is God's heartbeat, is that this world would get saved and this world would know his son and that this world would put their faith in him. Psalms 25, let's look at this, verse 1, says, You, O Lord, to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in you. Let me not be ashamed. You might have heard that word already today. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Indeed, let no one who waits on you be ashamed. Let those be ashamed who deal treacherously without cause. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth. And teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the day. Amen. Amen. This is worth reading again. Let's read it again. Amen. I want this to soak into your spirit this morning. Here it says in the first words, to you. Meaning to you, God. Meaning when you get in trouble, church, you need to learn there's nothing wrong with strength of people around you. There's nothing wrong with making a phone call. There's nothing wrong with getting a hug from somebody. There's nothing wrong with that. That's great. But first and foremost and always, it's God first. 
And sometimes in some situations, you are going to have to just stop and put everything else away and say, God, this is a me and you thing. I need you. And God wants that. Amen. We understand the strength of brethren. We understand church and fellowship and all those things. That's not to take anything away from that. But you hear me over and over again trying to teach you that you have to have a relationship with him personally. You have to be able to lay there in your bed or be in a time of trouble when it's darkness all around you and the enemy is surrounded you and you say, God, I can't call on anybody else right now. I need you and I need your presence and I need you to show up in this room right now and I need you to be real to me right now and I need you to show me once again that you are who you say you are and that you are the God of all gods and that you are the peace that passes all understanding and that you can come down and shower me with love and faith and show me that weeping may endure for a night, but joy is going to come when that sun rises. Amen. Joy is going to come when the sun rises. Look at somebody and say, joy is going to come when the sun rises. And the greatest sunrise that we're ever going to see that we're looking for this morning is when the skies open up and Jesus comes back in all his glory. And that's going to be the best sunrise ever. Amen. That's when all the weeping will be over. But until then, we need to look each day for that daytime. Me and my dad talked about this a lot. If you've ever had uh, children or people who struggle in in your family uh, in in things and struggles and problems and bad choices, nighttime is not fun. I saw my dad struggle most of my life growing up, amen, over night times and wondering where kid was, wondering where, if he was alive, wondering if, if where, he, where he was, what was going to happen. And, and there's something about that sun rising up that gave hope. Amen. Amen. Even if he didn't still know where he was, the sun helped. Yeah. That darkness can just be painful. Amen. How many, I, I, I like night, but how many like the sun better? Oh, yeah. And I like cloudy days, but I wouldn't want it to be cloudy forever. Amen. But you got to understand in God that you are going to have some days where it seems like the clouds are never going to lift. But your faith and your trust in God says, God, I know that sun is going to come out again. I know you're going to get me through this. I know you're going to show me that you are who you say you are. Verse one to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Oh, my God, this is a prayer and this is a statement of faith. I trust in you. Not in riches, not in things, not in people, in you. Let me not be ashamed. He's basically saying, God, don't let me be wrong about this. And how many know, as Pastor Andrew said, he won't because he can't lie. He's not going to fail you. you, We always say, if you stand up for God, he's going to stand up for you. Amen. He's not going to leave you ashamed. However, he will allow you sometimes to feel like he's gone. Just be real. If you've never experienced that, lucky you. Amen. If you've never experienced the felt the feeling of where's God, then good for you. That's all I can say. I have felt it and I don't like it. But I've learned the quicker I understand God is trying to get me to lift up my eyes to him, the quicker that feeling goes away and he shows up and reveals how powerful and awesome he is. 
Let those be ashamed who deal treacherously without cause. Verse 4, show me your ways, O Lord. Are you here this morning, not only in physical body, but are you here saying, God, show me your ways. Show me your ways, O Lord. Not my ways, show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth. And teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. And make this statement this morning on you. I will wait all the day. That means all the days of my life. Lamentations 325 says the Lord is good to those who wait for him. How many know the Lord is good? The Lord is good to those who wait for him to the soul who seeks him. Our soul has to seek him. And then it's, listen to this. Trust is the biggest word I get out of the passages of Scripture. I've preached many messages on trust alone. And if you can't trust God, you're not going to make it. Let me say that again. If you can't trust God, you're not going to make it. If your trust is in anything else but God, you're not going to make it. Because those things <coughs> that are not God are going to crumble. They're going to fail. They're going to fall. They are what the Bible calls what moth and rust destroys. Right? They're things that are, they are not eternal. And God has to be your source this morning. He has to be the one you trust. Faith, listen, is the conduit for trust to work. Faith is the conduit for trust to work. Trust and faith and endurance is a good thing to write down. Trust and faith and endurance all go hand in hand. You really can't have one of those three without the other. Trust and faith and endurance. Try having endurance without trust. Try having faith without endurance. Y'all following me? Trust and faith and endurance go hand in hand. So we know this morning we don't really get a choice of whether or not we want to endure. The quicker you figure that out, the quicker you're going to win this battle. God didn't say, hey, if you'd like to endure, I'm going to let you endure. He didn't say that. Matter of fact, the Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So it says you want to renew your strength, you got to wait. Amen. You're going to see that word wait a lot. And we have to understand, again, the yes, the no, and the maybe so from God. The yes, the no, and the maybe so, or the yes, the no, and the right, not right now. Amen? How many struggle with the not right now? Sometimes the no is even better. Okay, he said no. But when he's like, no, I, I, not right now. And then you say, that's kind of like a yes, but not a no. Amen? And you're like, okay, that's great. When? And he says, I don't know. I'll let you know when it happens. And you have to wait. Amen? Wait. Now, one of the things that's so hard for me to understand and, and, and I think Dwayne gave a good lead into this today for the answer is sometimes where we say, God, if I want to see a move of God so bad, how come it doesn't happen? If I want if you want to see it and we want to see it, how come it doesn't happen? Because good things come to those who wait. And a revival would be a good thing. And God wants it to happen. Follow me on this. God wants a revival to happen. But if I'd have got saved at 19 years old and seen everything that God showed me he was going to do in my life, everything he spoke over my life through a prophet when I was young and even in my mom's stomach, 
If I'd have began to see in my life at 19, 20 years old, even 25, all the things that I desired to see in my life at that time, and I didn't have to wait for it, I would not appreciate the victories. Understand that. You cannot cannot appreciate success, not only in anything, but much less in God, if you don't appreciate the battles. You don't appreciate the struggles and you don't learn to appreciate and understand and by experience know that right around the corner is a victory. And you get to where you stay in this walk long enough that you endure long enough that you realize, man, this is pretty ugly right now. But the good thing is I've been around this block before. And when I got to that corner of the block last time, victory came. So I just got to get back around the block again. And what does it take to get back around the block again? Endurance. Faith. And trust. Second Timothy. Force. Actually, I got ahead of myself. Trust, faith, and endurance go hand in hand. And if you'll learn these three powerful words and keep them in your life, you'll go very far with God. You will endure to the end, like Matthew 24, 13 says. He who endures to the end shall be saved. Amen. So I'm, I'm, on, I'm personally now on 22 years of serving God. I've been serving God longer now than I haven't. Amen. 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 I've been serving him now for a long time. And like Pastor Andrew said, been seeing, seeing a lot of great things, but haven't seen anything close to what I know God wants to do. And I speak that over your life this morning. I believe you've seen some great things, but you haven't seen anything of what God wants to see in your life done through you. Amen. If you just say, you know what? I'm going to treat this year like it's my very last. I'm going to treat this year like it's the best. I'm going to treat this year like it's the only opportunity I have to see the lost saved. Second Timothy 4, 7. Paul said, you've heard this before. I fought the good fight and I've almost finished the race. Know what he said? No, I finished the race. I have kept the what? Faith. Good things come to those who wait and have endurance. Another way to say, as you go to Romans 5, please, another way to say endurance is this. The ability simply to withstand hardship. The ability to withstand hardship. Hard times. I commend all of you in this place this morning All the time I watch you make godly decisions. And I'll be honest with you, many of you, as I see you go through struggles, I look at your lives and I say, man, they got got more faith than I do. And I see people stand up for their faith and they stand strong in the midst of so many struggles. Amen. Know this morning that if I'm noticing, if other people around you are noticing, the I am is noticing. God is noticing. He sees your faith and he sees your endurance. Amen. These right here, Romans 5, say amen if you're there, are some of my absolute favorite verses. And I always love to go to these scriptures anytime that I am fighting any kind of battle to remind myself that the battle is worthwhile. Amen. Check this out in verse 1. Everybody there? If you don't have it, look on with somebody. This is powerful. Remember that my words are going to do nothing for you, but God's words will do everything for you. Faith comes by hearing the word of God and sorry, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the what? Word of God. Verse one. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace 
with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And watch this. This is where it gets good. Not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. Stop right there for a second. Another word for perseverance would be endurance. Meaning you cannot have endurance without tribulation. Okay? If anybody's ever lit, is anybody ever in here lifted weights? Even a five pounder. Okay, sometime in your life, amen, you've lifted a weight. Maybe you haven't made a lifetime of it, but you have lifted a weight. The only way you get muscles bigger is when you lift weights. And the reason is because there is resistance to your muscles through that weight. And there's a very good fact that I personally hate as an athlete my entire life is no pain, no gain. Anybody else not like that saying? It's the truth. And, and, and as we try our best to, to be our best in every area, physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, there's pain in resistance. But if there's no resistance or tribulation, there is no endurance. You, you can't build up stamina if you don't run, for instance. You can't, be, and so we're, I'm relating that physically, but you can't get any spiritual stamina if you don't ever run for God. So physically, if you wanted to build up some stamina in your life so that you could be in better shape no matter what size or, or weight you are, if you just want to be in better shape for your heart and you began to rant, run or you got on a treadmill or you did some kind of exercise, as you do it, you are building up stamina. The problem is, is if anybody's ever tried this, is once you go out and do a workout of any kind, your body says you are an idiot. What are you doing? Your body says, why? Why are you doing this to me? Although your body knows that your body needs it. But the spirit is willing and the flesh is weak. Come on. Anybody with me? I'm just, y'all just at least lifted five pounds one time. There's got to be some time in your life that you, in some point and moment, tried to be in good shape. Amen? Or tried to work out or tried to do something physical for your health. Amen? I know everybody struggles with that. Everybody. No matter how good or bad a shape you're in. I'm giving you an example, though. It's, it's spiritual. And you have to make a decision that if I'm going to get to a place that I want to be in physically... For endurance, I'm going to have to build up stamina. And the only way I'm going to do that is by putting my body through pain. It's just you just can't do it. There's no shortcuts. And we've talked about infomercials before. It doesn't matter how many infomercials you watch at 12 o'clock to 3 o'clock. It doesn't matter how many ab burners they put on. It doesn't matter how many machines they sell. It doesn't matter how many shakes they sell you. There's no quick way to, be, to grab endurance physically. It's pain. Amen. And you have to sometimes pace yourself. You have to be wise and say, okay, I'm going to try this, but I'm not going to try to run a marathon on my first time out. 
See, spiritually, a lot of times Christians die along the way because they get a New Year's resolution. The word of God comes in and the spirit of God touches them and they say, man, I'm going to win the world this year. And they go out and try to run a marathon the first time they've ran, haven't ran for two years. Hey, guess how far you're going to get? Maybe to the corner. Come on. And you're going to be tired. And then you're going to want to quit. So you have to pace yourself. I know every year I battle, every year I battle, saying, trying to stay in shape, trying to not, not get overweight, not trying not to be uh, heavy, trying not to be out of shape. Every year I battle that. So I'm thankful that my brother-in-law's here. He's going to be my trainer for the next month and a half. Watch me in a month and a half, amen, because he's going to get me. I'm, fi- I'm battling with my dad right now. He's trying to catch me and pass me up and leave me behind, so i got to have some help. Amen? My dad looking good, huh? Mom and dad looking good. Amen. So the other day, last week, we have a little circuit that Jose brought, a little 30-minute workout. And it includes something that Jamie knows very well, those things called burpees. If you don't know what a burpee is, go check it out. It's no fun. So we go do this workout, okay? We go to the park by my house, and we do these 20 burpees. We do 15 of these leg things where you go like this, and that hurts just doing it right there. It's a quick sprint. It's all the way to the fence. Walk back. Then we do these, uh, what are they called? Uh, planks. Put your feet up on the bench and hold yourself for 30 seconds. Don't move. Then you bring your legs in on both sides. Okay? And then the last thing is you go do some pull-ups. That's one. He wanted me to do five. He's a cycler. He rides like 15,000 miles every time he goes out. Runs eight miles in 48 minutes. He's all this different stuff. Okay? He's like a physical specimen. Amen? All I do is basketball. So we go out there, and we do the first one. He's walking me through this. So we go, okay, we're going to do another one. And we're shooting for five. So we do the second one. We get done, and I struggled big time on the second one, okay? Glad you weren't there. We go, he goes, okay, now we're going to do three. We're going to shoot for three today. And I, so we start, start walking, right, back to the thing. And I said, listen, Jose. I said, I want to I make this a habit. I said, if we go do this one more time, I, wanna, I will not only not do it again, I won't want to come back to this park again. And I live by it. Ask him. I said it. I said, I'm not a sissy. I've been through a lot of training in my life. But if I want to make this a habit, we're going to do this twice today. And next time we come out, we're going to shoot for two to three. And that's the plan. Okay? And so I said, let's walk. And we walked. Am I lying? That's, that's wise, though, right? Because if I'd have done three... I'd have never done it ever, ever again in my life because it hurt so bad. The entire week, we did it once because then New Year's came and all that stuff. We're supposed to do it every other day. We're going to kick it back off this week. But I could not move, literally. And he's telling me, okay, this is kind of, this is kind of good, though. This is, all goes hand in hand. We need to let people know more that this gospel thing is not easy. They need to know what they're signing up for so that they don't sign up and quit two days later. It's not easy. I appreciate that he told me when he did it the week or two before that he did five, that the next day he literally could not bend over and pick something up. So I had in my mind, okay, I'm not doing it five times. I'm not dumb. Okay? I didn't ride 40 miles on the bike last week. How many are following me? So spiritually, you have to build up some endurance. You don't try to run the marathon all at once. But if your mind says, I'm going to finish this race, then you do what you can do. You sit back and you take some breath. You take some blows from the devil and you say, I'm staying in this. 
I might have had some loss. I might have made some mistakes. I might not have done everything in 2014 that I wanted to do, but I'm going to finish this race. I'm going to wait because I know that good things come to those who wait. Amen. I'm going to stay in this fight. How many want to do that? I know you do. So then it goes on to say, let's finish this. And not only that, with glory and tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance, character and character, hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So what happens in our walk with God many times is we don't ever experience the good stuff character and hope and love because we don't make it that far because we quit before we get there and I believe that if we're going to fulfill the goals that God has for us in 2015 we have to understand that because we didn't get everything done from 2014 that we wanted to get done doesn't mean I failed because I'm still in the race as long as I'm in the race, I've always told you that. As long as you don't throw in the towel and quit, you cannot lose. Just stay on the bus. Stay on the train. Stay in the race. You don't have to finish first. Just finish. And that's a pace. And that's something that you have to learn, going back to Psalms 25, what your pace is. You have to learn to go back to God and say, okay, God, you're giving me a little bit more than I can handle right now. Let's slow this down. But don't stop. Just say, God, hold up a little bit. And sometimes God's doing that for you. God knows that if you go too fast, you're going to get prideful or you're going to think it's you or you're going to leave him or whatever else. And so he, he holds things up. God is in control. And that's where the trust comes in. Amen. Hebrews 10, 35 to 38. Let's look at this real quick. How many will just give me a few more minutes here? Amen. Hebrews 10, 35 to 38. Look at that real quick. I'm going to wait for you to get there. Here's some good verses you can go back and look on. Verse 35, Hebrews 10 says, Do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. For you have need of endurance, so that after you've done the will of God, after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For yet a little while... And he, is, he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. Watch this. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Amen. If anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. So God is saying to us this morning, I need you to keep fighting. I need you to understand that, that, that if you've been saved for a year or 50-something years like my dad, regardless of how long you've been saved, you are every day closer to finishing the race than you were when you first began. Every day that goes by, you're closer to finishing the race. Don't, wouldn't it be silly to stop? You know how ridiculous it'd be for me to stop serving God now? After 22 years, that 22 years would be worthless if I stopped serving God now. Why would I quit now? And let me give you a quick, quick example of that. 
I'm going to read you a quick story that just came to my, to my mind and my spirit that I thank God I have right here that wasn't even in my notes, but it's in my thing, in my, in my folder. In 1952, just an example of, of quitting too early, young Florence Chadwick, she stepped out into the waters of the Pacific Ocean off the Catalina Island, determined to swim to the mainland, uh, to the shore of the mainland of California. She'd already been the first woman to swim the English Channel both ways. The weather was foggy and chilly, kind of like today. She could hardly see the boats accompanying, accompanying her as she swam. Still, she swam for 15 hours. When she begged, watch this, when she begged to be taken out of the water along the way, her mother in a boat side right there by her said to her that she was close and she could make it. Amen? She was close and she could make it. And that's where we need each other. Finally, physically and emotionally exhausted, she stopped swimming and was pulled out of the boat. It wasn't until she was on the boat that she discovered the shore was less than a half a mile away. At a news conference the next day, she said, watch this, all I could see was the fog. Let that simmer. All I could see was my problems. All I could see was the delay. All I could see was the maybe or the no. All I could see was the financial problem. All I could see was the physical ailment. All I could see was delay, delay, delay. And she quit too early. She says, I think if I could have seen the shore, I would have made it. That's a picture of our walk with God. The shore of eternal life is right around the corner. Revival is right around the corner. Miracles are right around the corner. Whatever you've been believing for, for your family, for your finances, for your ministry, for whatever you've been believing for is right around the corner. You've just got to understand and trust that you're in fog right now. And once the fog lifts, you're going to finish the race. But don't get on that boat and quit now. Amen. How many can relate to that many times in your life? Write this down as we close. Endurance is the fruit of tribulation or trial. Endurance is the fruit of tribulation or trial. Amen. Don't stop. I, I got ahead of myself and read this earlier. Isaiah 40, 31, 40, verse 31. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. As the musicians are coming, how many, again, going back to physical example, have uh, ever got on a treadmill or ran or done some kind of exercise and realized if you stayed doing it long enough and began to build up stamina, you got what was called a second wind. And all of a sudden, what seemed impossible before now is not only possible, but you can excel more. Because of the second wind. Listen, if those things can happen physically, how much more can God do these things in us spiritually? When it's God, not us. We can push ourselves. 
to, to, to endure pain. We can push ourselves to, to go through things. We can push ourselves to try to make sure we keep this body in check. But how much more can we really win the victory if the Spirit of God is in us? Can I remind you that the Bible says if that same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, it shall quicken your mortal body. That's an awesome verse. Think about that. The same spirit that was in Jesus Christ's body when he tore open the grave, when he got up and defeated death. Listen, nobody ever, ever in the history of the world has defeated death but Jesus. You know people have been risen from the dead. Lazarus did it before Jesus did it, but it was on Jesus' credit. He defeated death, and the Bible says the same spirit. That that right there ought to to take you home on a high, a spiritual high. That the same spirit of God that raised him from the dead lives in you. That's why Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Because he depended on the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of Jesus. Amen. One of the biggest, watch this, mistakes, and this is, don't, don't turn me off that now the music's playing. This is the, this is the climax of the message. I've learned this and I, and I struggle with it still. I don't have it down. Especially as a pastor. And especially as a crybaby. And I thank God he hasn't taken that from me and I don't want him to I thank God I'm sensitive but looking at other people's pain is hard amen your own pain is one thing but when you're looking at other people and you see the things they're going through and you wish you could just help them that's hard anybody relate You just want to help them. You just want to throw them a lifeboat. You just want to go fix it. Because your your heart is that way. And I know that's not, I'm not the only one with that heart. But if you have a pastor's heart, you want everybody to make it. And so when people struggle, you struggle. But here's the key. One of the biggest mistakes we can make is to look at others' struggles and allow their struggles to discourage us. Please get that. It's okay to be empathetic. It's okay to be sympathetic. It's okay okay to to be burdened by that. But you cannot allow... Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. If I'd have allowed the things I've seen people go through in these years of ministry to discourage me, I'd have quit a long time ago. I'd have quit. Because I couldn't have handled it. But I've learned to to say, God, you're their answer. And that's what we have to learn to do as people, as believers, is push people up to Jesus. And and help them realize he's he's the only answer. Don't try to always have the answer. Y'all follow me? Don't always try to have that. If the Lord gives you the answer, speak it. 
but sometimes someone's going to say, hey, will you pray for me? What, 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 what should I do? And you're going to have to say, look, the answer's up. God's your source. And then you'll find in that struggle how real God is. Amen? Because that person that helped you, it's great that when someone helps you, but that person that helped you might not be there later when you need help again. But God is an ever-present help in time of trouble. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'll go with you to the ends of the earth. And once you get that down, you realize, okay, this is why God allows me to go through these things. So I recognize once again, He's the source and so that I can learn to push others to Him. Let me read one last verse. Psalms 37, write it down, read it later. Don't, don't open it for now for time, but listen. Psalms 37, 7 and 9. Sorry if I didn't tell you to keep your notebooks open because this is a good one. These, these Psalms that I've read today are, are healing their medicine to your soul. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret because of Him who prospers in His way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Don't fret. It only causes harm because you can also get discouraged by watching others flourish especially those that aren't saved. For evildoers shall be cut off. Don't worry. They're going to get theirs. They're going to pay the fiddler. Don't worry about it. Let them be them. You be you. But he says, but those who wait on the Lord shall inherit the earth. Amen. Those who wait on the Lord shall inherit the earth. Father, we thank you this morning for the medicine of your word. We thank you this morning, God, that you are speaking to us right on time. We thank you this morning, God, for the battle, the tribulation, the trial that we're not only facing now, that we've been facing or that we faced last year, or the thing that seemed to be a hindrance or a delay to what you're trying to do, not only in our personal lives, but in our walk with you and with our corporate work as a church. We go on record today believing and stating and declaring no weapon formed against us will prosper. And we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. And they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. We believe that this morning. We trust in that this morning. And we know that you are absolutely 100% in control of every situation we're going, Lord. And good things come to those who wait.